0: here are three reasons why investing in people trumps profit every day first people are the golden goose you literally cannot scale alone second trust and goodwill goes further than dollars every day of the week because dollars quite literally come from other people's pockets and third profit is a means to an end and it's simply one of the many means to an end but the end of Always has to do with people. Choose to invest in people over profits, and of course, the profits will follow. And of course, we all want the profits to follow, but it goes back to the first question how do I invest in people? And so I do this in a couple ways. I'm gonna walk through how I view investing in people. The first is breaking limiting beliefs. And we all have those things, you know, those thoughts that run through our head that entertain, that we entertain throughout our days that really bring down our energy levels. And when those thoughts bring down our energy levels, we're giving power to those thoughts. And if you're Christian, you know you're not bending those thoughts to Christ. If you're not Christian, you just know you're letting your intrusive thoughts take a bit of a hold on you. And those are really those limiting beliefs that come up when you're starting to get out of your temperature of success. When you read The Big Leap or The Great Leap by Gay Hendricks, I forgot which one it is. He talks about uh, success is like a thermometer. Some of us are comfortable between 40 and 45 degrees. Some of us are comfortable between 95 and 100 degrees. And some people are comfortable between 200 and 210 degrees. And all of those are different levels of success. But when you get above 45 degrees and you're comfortable in 40 to 45 degrees, you start to self-sabotage. Because if you're at 46, you want to be back at that kind of homeostasis between 40 and 45 degrees. So you never let things get too good and you never let things get too bad. And it's really important to break those limiting beliefs so you can raise your temperature of success and you can start to experience the life that you were put here to experience. So how do I help people break limiting beliefs? Well, I love to ask them questions. And if you go through my podcast, a lot of the interviews, those 50, 60-minute episodes, 30 minutes sometimes, I was always asking questions. And I was asking questions on the podcast that help people think bigger, that help them see themselves in a different light because the solution to that temperature and raising that temperature, the way you raise that temperature is meditating on the fact that I am a person who is always expanding in love, success, and happiness and I inspire others around me to do the same. That's the meditation that Gay Hendricks says to just think about and dwell on for 15 minutes. And so that meditation is about seeing yourself in a different light, a light that a lot of us aren't used to seeing ourselves in. And when we can do that, when we can start to see ourselves in that different light, it changes. And if you consistently ask people questions and you're consistently in their life, which we'll talk about in a little bit, it will lead to them, at the least, seeing themselves how you see them. And if you see them well, If you see them truly, that's when those questions start to illuminate a bigger picture for themselves. So first, you got to break those limiting beliefs, help them get rid of those intrusive thoughts that come up. And it's raised in cognitive behavioral therapy, but just replacing those limiting beliefs with a positive belief. Realizing that you aren't your thoughts and that when you're aware, you can redirect. So energy automatically goes to negative thoughts. But when you're aware of where that energy is going and you're aware of those negative thoughts, you can pause And you can redirect that energy towards where you want to be. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, focus on these things. And it's talking to that fact that when you are aware of what is true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, praiseworthy, when you're aware of those things, you can redirect your energy to focus on them. But it takes awareness. And it takes clinging to whatever is those eight things, those eight positive things in your life. So ask people questions, help them illuminate who they're meant to be for themselves, sell people on themselves, if you will. And as you do that, maybe they'll see themselves in a different light. Maybe they'll be a bit more aware the next time they're thinking negatively. Outside of breaking limiting beliefs, another thing is helping them develop their skills. So I have an LLC with kind of three people in my life. It's my brother, it's my mom, and it's a friend of mine from college. And we're trying to buy some real estate together, trying to buy some sober living together. If you've been following me for any amount of time, you know that sober living is the move right now for me because it's so aligned with where I wanted to go anyway, and it's a good cash flow model, and it helps us to acquire properties with getting private money partners, all of that stuff. But when it comes to the LLC, some of them didn't know how to underwrite deals or think about deals. And I would help them underwrite deals and think about deals by kind of helping them see my model, see how I underwrite, see the things that I'm doing to say yay or nay on a deal. And that looked like creating my Excel sheet, making sure I know my thought process and be like, hey, look, these are the expenses of the property. This is what the property is probably going to bring in. And if we know all of that and we know what interest rate we're going to get based on where it's at right now, which yes, these interest rates sucks. When you know that, you'll see that you can um, underwrite clearly. It's not that difficult. You just have to take into account all the expenses and money's really expensive right now and that's why a lot of deals aren't working. So we're saying no to a lot, but when we find the stuff we say yes to because of the higher cash flow model with sober living, then we're able to start to scale our portfolio together, get to that financial freedom point And I was able to help them develop that skill of like, hey, this is how we look at deals, this is how we think about deals, this is how we build relationships with people who have deals and with people who have money. And helping them develop that skill actually helped me hone it because I knew the information but I hadn't really applied it and I definitely hadn't taught it to somebody before. And so just being held accountable to the stuff I'm doing making sense is really helpful for me and I get the opportunity to invest in them. And as we invest in each other together, be able to scale really far because after we start acquiring these properties and we get our initial momentum, our initial cash flow, there's a group of four people who know how to do it. And so then we could be putting out four times the effort, four times the properties, four times the cash flow. And yeah, sure. It all breaks down. It's like, well, you're going to be dividing the profits by four, but then we have four ways we can include leverage into our business. Four teams that can be run at the same time. And then we really start to scale. As opposed to one person running one team, four people scaling together, and at a certain point, our needs are met. And then it's just about scaling the business and making it something where we can share and impact people together. So break limiting beliefs, help people develop their skills by A, getting the skills yourself, and then B, making the systems and processes really clear and being held accountable to your stuff making sense. After that, Bear burdens with people. Oh my gosh, this is so big. This helps them develop character traits and it helps you develop character traits. And when I think about my brother and his day trading, I mean, the man's been doing it for four or five years and I've been along the journey with him for three or four. And we've just developed so much. It was just iron sharpening iron. So much about our money mindset, so much about how we commit, what excellence looks like, what our mindset looks like, what our life looks like. A lot of that came just because we were bearing that burden together. We had a shared vision, which vision is the next thing we're talking about. But in that shared vision, we were carrying the burden of that vision together. And it was like, hey, I'm going to help you finance your trading account. You lock down this trading thing, because when you lock it down, if we have the money, it'll scale the amount of money we have for our family collectively. So in bearing burdens with my brother, it was like, hey, how can we optimize this strategy? Hey, how can we tweak your mindset? How can we tweak your behavior? How, how can we make sure that everything is optimized for you to be a profitable trader? How can we break some of those limiting beliefs? What do you need to develop those skills? And with the skills part it was actually funny because I was not always a person who was asking these questions. In fact he wanted to get a mentor and I told him I don't think you should spend any money on a mentor because I still had the limiting belief <clears throat> that spending money was painful. And instead of spending the money Because I thought it was scarce, I figured we would save the money and you could figure it out on your own by sacrificing your time. I did not know that speed to impact was important. If you listened to my last podcast, you know all about speed to impact. But I did think that preserving money and giving away time was the way to go about life. He ended up buying the mentor. It ended up changing his trading, ended up making him a person who can trade better. And that mentor bore the burden of of his inexperience with him. And that mentor was well-equipped to bear that burden, so it wasn't very taxing for him. And he was compensated well for it, but he still bore the burden with him. And similarly, in bearing the burden with my brother of our family's wealth, we have developed character traits that have really helped us. And so, yes, help people break limiting beliefs by asking great questions. Help them develop skills by making systems and processes clear and developing those skills yourself. But bear burdens with them to help them develop the character traits they need, as well as help you develop the character traits that you need. And then finally, cast a vision big enough that it can fit other people. And this is how you invest in people. You need to make sure that you can do it sustainably and do it consistently. And the only way you can do that is if you figure out how to align your vision with the vision of others. What do people really want? Then how can I give that to them? How can I create an opportunity that leads to them getting that outcome, as well as me getting my outcome. And Layla Hormozzi is really the first person that said this to me. I think she was talking about keeping eight players, or like, I don't don't really know what she was talking about, but she did say that you need to cast a vision big enough that it can fit other high-level people in it. Otherwise, they're gonna go somewhere else that has a bigger vision. And so these are really the four ways to invest in people that I wanted to go over today And when you do that, I think it changes your life. You realize that people are more important than profits and people are the thing that make the world go round. They are always the end when you're talking about a means to an end. So make sure you put first things first and prioritize people. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you on the next one. And on that note, we're out.